Welcome to episode 158 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is off this week, but I am so excited to welcome our, our brand new guest, Patrice. How are you, Patrice? I'm, I'm doing really, really well. Um, I have a question. What yes. is related to the Apple Watch? Related technologies. What is that? Re- related, re- related technologies to anything relating to the iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, or Apple okay. TV. So I was kind of funny. We kind of blend in. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's, a, it's probably a good question because I probably should think, rethink changing that, that, <laughs> no, that uh, thing I say each week. But, uh, yeah, and when I, yeah, we mean related technologies, anything related to those technologies. So that's, oh. that's what we do. But no, thanks for asking us and, uh, thanks for being here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you on and uh, we'll find out a little more about you as well as, uh, Find mm-hmm. out what your what makes you buzz with Apple devices. We always ask that of new guests, but mm-hmm. we wouldn't. We are, we are not alone. We are also here uh, returning as always, Mr. Jeff Gamet. Thank, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I, I'm doing great, and this is actually really cool because uh, uh, yeah. Patrice. I always love getting to hang out on shows with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is me too. Yeah. Th- this is like a really nice bonus because yeah. uh, because well, here both of you are. <laughs> yeah, this is number three. This we week, also right? uh, yeah, this is yeah not number yeah. two for me this week because um, I was off. So. Actually, you're right, Patrice. For us, this is our th- third show together this week. Nice. Yep. Yeah, we're on the Mac show on Fridays on the British Tech Network, and so mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun doing that. That's how I've met Patrice, and uh, she was kind enough to have me on her podcast, the the oh, yes. Foodie Flashback, which we had a lot of fun talking about Chicago mm-hmm. food and and. Uh, I know you just said Kelly uh, be coming on back on uh, coming yeah. on the show here soon for you as well. So, but mm-hmm. we'll find out more about that stuff. Let's uh, let's uh, dive in some of the news we have this week. Uh, lots of new, a fair amount of news, and uh, we've got some uh, some tips, and we got some stuff we'd like to talk about as we always do. Um, and uh, first. Uh, the the first article I have here was in Mac Rumors, um, and I had I have to say that a lot of these articles I had, had bookmarked beforehand for our our guests because they were we we <laughs> talked about them earlier on Mac Mac show. So to, to, just just uh, as you know that you guys know that as, as I start talking about it here. So uh, <laughs> so Apple TV Plus uh, the series Defending Jacob is now available on DVD and Blu-ray. Huh? <laughs> uh, Apple TV Plus series Defending Jacob is now available for customers to purchase. On Blu-ray and DVD, instead of being exclusively available on Apple TV Plus, on Apple devices and supported TV and streaming boxes, this was spotted by a 95 Mac. They're charging yeah, $34.99 for a Blu-ray and $19.99 for a DVD. Who pays $20 for a DVD these days? Let exactly. alone $35 for a Bluetooth, a Blue Blu-ray for that matter. <laughs> but. Mean- uh, we, we had fun with this, Patrice. So, what do you think? I, I just I don't understand this. Um, we, we we go buy a go buy a DVD player for that kind of money. <laughs> I mean, I can understand from uh, Paramount's perspective because they I mean they own they own uh, Defending Jacob. I'm guessing that Apple only has the streaming exclusive, so they can they cannot put it on their own Paramount Plus service, but they can still sell it. And I mean, there are people that just don't yeah. wanna don't wanna have Apple TV. Like for whatever reason, I mean, I don't get it. For I mean, the D- you could watch the DVD five months in a row, and you would still pay less. So it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you already so have sure. the service. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Jeff, you look earlier today. You looked up the, the the price of a DVD player, and yeah, you could buy a DVD <laughs> player for what they're charging just for the DVD. Yeah, I, <laughs> I found a region unlocked DVD player yeah. for eighteen dollars shipped Amazon Prime. <laughs> Yeah. So crazy stuff. But yeah. uh, I guess I see what Apple's trying to do here, and, and uh, I would probably more spin it on a reasoning basis. Here is it's uh, you know Apple wants to get get their name out there with their with with their content, and like like you said, not everybody subscribes to Apple TV mm-hmm. Plus, and uh, they probably won't, and and people still prefer to have the DVD DVDs or Blu-rays in their mm-hmm. library, and it's understandable. Yeah. So I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm sure those. I'm not even sure this is Apple. Go ahead. As far as I've read. This is not even Apple. Oh, Apple on. is Apple is not involved in all. Not mentioned on a DVD at all. Like this is Paramount. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's actually no sense, but. That, that's a really important reminder for people that Apple is not actually producing content for Apple TV Plus. They are buying content for Apple TV Plus. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lot of people 
they aren't aware that distinction is there. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, it's the same with Amazon Prime yeah. and uh, Netflix. Even Netflix. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they own like doesn't Netflix own a studio? I think they do. So they have they some yeah. content that they own actually outright. But I mean, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus is owned by Warner. Right. Like same. Which you would think Warner, HBO. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But, but I think they they think they're, they they scored a big one with having it on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. kind of, we'll we'll be talking about our our, our Ted Lasso here just a bit mm-hmm. here. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to the next story. This is also Mac Rumors. Uh, Apple always has these creative ads. They uh, shared in a new ad. Uh, this was actually today as we record mm-hmm. this. Uh, a new ad called Haystack, in which a rancher uses his Apple Watch to find his iPhone in a haystack. <laughs> the ad plays on the needle in a haystack uh, idiom and is set to the song Searching for Someone Like You by country singer Kitty Wells. So... I find this particularly interesting because, I, I mean, we always have talked many times of many stories of how you're able to find your, your iPhone when it's lost using Find My and other things. But this one is an interesting spin on this. So what do you think, Jeff? This is this is definitely an interesting one. Um, well, I hadn't seen it until this morning. And yeah. um, um, watching it, to me, it came across like a really great metaphor for uh, you know finding the needle in the haystack, and and uh, implying that as difficult as it can be to find your phone when when you have misplaced it, that uh, Apple has made it incredibly easy to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it, it was a great visual. Yeah, I mean, they always have good ads. Yeah, I, Apple has always has good ads. I'm not sure this one is one of those. I, I I watched it before the show. Like we talked about it earlier, and I watched it. Like I wanted to see it, and like for me, yeah. it fell flat. I mean, I have more the question: What did the people smoke that they came up with that idea? Yeah. <laughs> um, which maybe I mean, some of since that. They're from hey, California. Yeah. yeah, since they're from California, like that's that's definitely possible. Um, no, as I said, I I don't know. I. It, on paper, I think it it looks like a good idea. I didn't really enjoy the execution. Like they have had way better ads than this one. Yeah, I agree. It, well, it didn't really yeah. stand out, no. but there were, again, it was interesting though. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, next story here is uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has uh, directed the FTC to draft right to ru- uh, repair rules. Uh, U.S. Uh, President uh, Biden uh, plans to direct the U.S. Federal Trade Commission to create new rights to repair rules that would affect tech companies like Apple. Um, the rules would prevent manufacturers from limiting consumer options for repairing products at independent repair shops or on their own. And the president's directive is expected to mention mobile phone developers as an area for possible regulation. Uh, the FTC would be able to decide on the size and the scope of the order. So it's not yet clear how Apple might be impacted. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we talked earlier, the, I, I think Apple will be impacted yeah. because uh, Apple is very restrictive in who can repair. But uh, I think Apple's going to have to, they're going to have to be, it's going to have to twist their arms here and say, hey, you know, you're going to have to allow us to be able to do our repairs. We have a right. You know, a good point. Case point is that I fix it. Mm-hmm. Our, our friends at I fix it, they're always taking things apart and finding out how, how thing, the, an iPhone and any other device works. And uh, it's definitely something interesting. What mm-hmm. do you think, Patrice? I mean, uh, Apple will be impacted because Apple is just a, like a high value target. Like anything that it has yep. to do with Apple is in the press, which I think from a political standpoint is important to talk about this and, and have this in the media. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not so sure about the, whether we need it or like the way it's done, whether that's the right approach. But I mean, honestly, I think this, I'm usually, I don't care, but this is a political thing. Like, I mean, it's political. It's and totally, I didn't want to get too political no, on the show, but it is. And, but but it's still I think for us to have being have the ability to be able mm-hmm. to repair our iPhones or our iPads um, yeah, or, or our Macs for that matter, mm-hmm. yeah, or for someone to right. do it. I mean, I, I'm not so sure about us whether I I, I don't want to I don't want to fix my phone honestly. Like I don't want I, yeah. I'm not I don't I'm not even sure I would be able to. Like maybe a battery replacement I could I could manage and and so on, but I don't want to. But I want to be able to go to right. a store somewhere that is not Apple. And say I have an old I don't know this is an iPhone six here, like I don't think Apple repairs that. 
and say, okay, this is broken. Like, I don't know, camera broke or something. Can you fix it? And I want to be able to do that. Right. And right now, as it is, that is pretty hard. I agree. Jeff, you have any thoughts? Uh, well, uh, I know we're not getting political here, but how about if we get logistics political here? <laughs> Okay. So when uh, when you look at what the FTC has been uh, uh, tasked with doing, uh, you need to look at the process. And the process, realistically, is the FTC is not going to write this themselves. Yeah. It will be uh, lobbyist groups that write it for them. And, and it's no secret that Apple... And other tech companies have dropped a lot of money into lobbying. So it's very possible that at least the part that applies to uh, personal electronics will be written in such a way that it allows companies like Apple to, uh, to be able to have a little more flexibility in how they mm -hmm. handle right to repair. Um, the the other side of this, for me, is uh, what if the FTC goes way overboard with this? Are we facing the possibility that we could see a federal mandate that essentially dictates how device makers have to design their phones? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thought. I mean, that could happen. I mean, how many device makers are we talking about? Like three, maybe? I mean, there's Apple, there's Samsung. LG just left the market, so who's left? Like, wh who's left who would be affected by this? Let's put it this way, because there's always Huawei. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. like, I mean, they could do that. They could. Uh, I hope they don't, because I don't think that's, that's good for innovation. I but, agree. Yeah, you never know. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. You never know. Right. Yeah. And and we have seen it uh, many times over mm -hmm. our lifetimes and lifetimes before ours, mm -hmm. where governments with good intentions create legislation that uh, that does not have the outcome that they intended. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on here. We'll uh, talk about. Um, this is uh, on, I clarified, some users reporting sudden uh, HomePod failure on the 14.6 and 15 beta software. Mm -hmm. uh, some HomePod users have been complaining that the, their, their HomePod speakers suddenly have fail, are failing on the HomePod software on both uh, the 14.6 and 15.0 beta. Uh, this was a thread that was uh, put out on Reddit. Uh, seven of 19 of the HomePods had stopped working. This person has a total of 19 HomePods at home. Boy, <laughs> wow. boy, lots of money there. Whoosh. And six of them are on beta, and other are, others were on 14.6. As of today, seven are no longer working mm -hmm. on the beta, and three on 14.6. And they use HomePods normally. Uh, and so a lot of people have been reporting this. as I don't see it being a massive problem because my, my HomePods mm -hmm. are updated to 14.6, so it's obviously mm -hmm. it's it's a... Uh, isolated thing but you know they had to make some press here but you know, it's obviously must be a legit issue if mm -hmm. someone's having this many problems with this uh, Patrice what do you think? I mean the fact that it's I mean at first I heard it was only happening on the beta and I was like oh I mean that's a beta it could happen yeah. but that it's happening on 14.6 I mean that suggests almost that it's something that was like might be even be hardware related because if it's breaking on Maybe. both, like there's a possibility that there's some hardware issue that like, we haven't caught. Or I mean, Apple could have introduced something in both the beta and 14.6 that broke them. I, I've had no issues. I mean, I have a, I have a mini and I have, three, I have uh, three other HomePods. They work fine. Yeah, me either. I have two HomePods and two HomePod minis, mm -hmm. so... Yeah. Um, have been a problem. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? I'm sure I mean, you haven't any problems either, right? Uh, I have one uh, OG HomePod and two HomePod minis, no problems. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what I have seen just from different things I've been reading, the pattern that seems to be uh, coming up out of this, and I say seems to be because we don't have much information to, to really go on. Mm -hmm. uh, right. in, in some of these cases, people are doing uh, HomePod pairing for stereo. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in some cases, they're using their HomePod as a sound system for Apple TV, and uh, and they're saying, 
and when I say they, I mean the people that are having having a problem. They are saying that uh, that it appears that something's happening where it's actually causing some sort of hardware failure after the update is installed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I did reset my two uh, HomePods only because I think there was just something wonky going on with them. So I went ahead and reset it. Now, I mean, I haven't set a stereo pair, but now it's automatically defaulted to my Apple TV. So I have an Apple TV next to me here with my TV. And now that I play it, it's like, whoa, because <laughs> I wasn't so used to it because I would either go through my t- uh, audio from through my TV or, or, or I could you know, control switching it. But actually, I mean, it sounds really good through the Apple TV. I, I really like that, especially with the, in the stereo pair, too. So. Uh, but you know, we've talk, been talking about this with the old, like you said, the the, the old gen the HomePods. Who knows how long you know, Apple's going to continue to support them? I hope for years to come, because well, uh, there's a lot of them out there. I, I hope Apple takes care of the users that have ended up with bricked HomePods. Yeah, yeah, that too. I now, so. um, the people that are running the the beta, they will probably have a hard time getting uh getting yeah. support from apple but people but people yeah. that are running the um the 14.6 public release mm. they should have an easier time so when i say have the the people running beta ha- having a hard time the attitude you have when you contact apple will play a role yeah. in the quality of service that you get yeah. so if you have a HomePod that has been bricked by one of these updates, instead of going in guns a-blazing, go Very in nice. uh, polite and mm-hmm. nice yeah. and, uh, and, and stay that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I th- yeah, it I mean, does no good. No, but I, I think since it's happening, I mean, if it was beta issue, even then, I think if you're nice, Apple would do it. But since it's happening on both versions, I don't think the beta matters. Right. Apple would just, I mean, if Apple does anything, they would just say it doesn't matter. Like it wasn't caused by, yeah. by the beta. Yeah. They should. They should. Yeah. They should. I, I certainly um, hope so. Next story uh, Apple is participating in a sales tax holiday for select U.S. states. Every year, select U.S. states do offer businesses and consumers incentive of having no sales tax is the best way to help boost sales and, and overall for anything uh, and aimed at helping families lower the cost of a back to, st- back to school shopping. And the dates for each state differ, but in selection of states, uh, this year is relatively small, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I seem to remember like Massachusetts and Illinois never was in it, uh, where I live, and don't think Colorado really was either. Uh, I don't um, think Colorado but, uh, has ever participated in uh, one of the tax holiday events. And now we feel uh, bad because uh, you pay a lot of tax where you live, uh, Patrice, oh, and yes. in the UK <laughs> as well. Yeah. Twenty so percent. Hearing what sales tax, yeah, <laughs> hearing what sales tax we pay, you mm-hmm. know, ten and eleven percent, and uh, twenty is like mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, but the four U.S. states that are going to be participating is Alabama, Miss Missouri, South Carolina, and Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a seem weird, kind of random place of. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you go Virginia to the north, <laughs> and you have South Carolina to the south, yeah. Missouri in the Midwest, and Alabama kind of right there next mm-hmm. to it. So. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Patrice? I mean, I mean, this is cool. I, I think it, it's. I mean, it's like two or three days, so it's not massive. But I mean, if you're planning no. on buying something, I mean, let's wait. Uh, I think Alabama is actually a big thing, like next week. <laughs> Alabama's next week. Yeah, Missouri week, is a yeah. couple of weeks away, like oh, beginning of. Uh, so everybody else is six to eight August. So that should be fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's cool. I mean it's it's not nothing i mean if you have i don't know what sales tax is in alabama but i think it was like nine or ten percent it's up something there. like I that think most states yeah. yeah so um some states are lower than others yeah. although our friend chuck the pennsylvania it's only six percent mm-hmm. so yes arizona is about the same but like alabama yeah. i mean as I said it's like ten percent on i don't know a macbook or something that's a lot of yeah, money that makes up the that adds up it sure makes it yeah. up yeah so check it out. This is obviously as we are recording this. Uh, this is uh, July 9th, and uh, the links in the show notes are where you can take a look at when these uh, sales are happening if you happen to live in those four states. So check it out. And then our, our final story. Yeah. Our, our final story uh, this uh, week is uh, 
Apple TV Plus uh, posts a new Ted Lasso video ahead of the tw- J- July 23rd premiere, and I was super excited to go watch this. Uh, ahead of the 20th, July 23rd premiere, Apple TV had posted a new Ted Lasso video on its official YouTube channel called The Lasso Way. <laughs> the video had combined clips of new season uh, uh, from the new season with the interviews of the cast of the series, discussing how they f- how the Feel Good Show has uh, has positively impacted their lives and the lives of many viewers they've heard of uh, since its launch. I really, really had a I really enjoyed it. It was only like about a two and a half minute uh, video, mm-hmm. but uh, worth every, every every second you watched. Uh, uh, second season's very, very an- widely anticipated, and it's been, been being promoted by Apple CEO Tim Cook during the company's events, and you know, they, they, they he really pushed that. And mm-hmm. in fact, they're even selling a line of merchandise yes. that goes along with it in the United States. So uh, I, I might be clicking that link and seeing. <laughs> I don't know if I was. I might. I, I might say. <laughs> what do you think, uh, 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 Jeff? Um, you're, I, you, you're, you, you, you enjoy the show, I assume. Right? I did. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think that Ted Lasso is a uh, is a great point comp test uh, because if you do not have a uh, a strong emotional reaction at some point during every single episode, you are mm-hmm. very likely a replicant. And uh, <laughs> I did every time. Yeah, I, yeah. But seriously, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that I cried at some moment during every single episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to season two, and uh, and I yeah. loved that when they did this little promo teaser thing that uh, that they presented it presented it with uh, a, a very human. Uh, mm-hmm. and emotional feeling to it because yeah. that's just right in line with what the show is. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, what do you think, Patrice? I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of the show. Like you said, like every episode has it. Me too. I think I, the last two episodes, I basically cried the entire time. Like it was just that good. And the thing yeah. is, I mean, I, I thought I wouldn't like it at the beginning. I just rewatched it. Like I thought I wouldn't, Same here. I wouldn't like it at the beginning because I, I'm, I, don't, I don't care about soccer. Like I just don't care about sports. And I th- I wasn't sure about it, but it's not about sports at all. It's about people, and people are something I'm totally behind. So I'm Absolutely. super excited. Like it's two. I, I, I'm counting the days. It's two weeks exactly. <laughs> it's actually a little bit it less is. because like, it should be out by now. So a little bit less than two I, weeks. I went back and binge watched the whole season mm-hmm. again, and I, was, I I smiled and yeah. and and, and uh, near tears the <laughs> second time. It's just I, it's just such a great show. I've done three times now. So and I might like I, I have would, two weeks. I might do another one. Just because. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. July 23rd, we'll be talking about mm-hmm. it. And of course, you oh, know, they're yeah. going to tease us and make us only watch one episode a week. Yeah. Unlike, uh, unlike Netflix, yeah. where they, have like, their, they can bring out their shows. Yeah. I know and, some uh, people don't. I actually, and, and I, at the beginning, like when Netflix started doing binge, like binge releases, I was happy to do it. But now I'm actually happy that it's once one a week because it gives me time to think about it and get excited for the next one and so on. So I actually like this this weekly release. I, I like well, the Netflix like way. And the reason I like it is because you now have the choice. You can binge if you want or you watch mm-hmm. at whatever pace you set. And sure. for me, watching at the pace that I set is great because sometimes I'll watch an episode of a show and then I immediately want to jump into the next mm-hmm. one. Yep. And other times I'll watch an episode and I want to give it a break for a couple of days or a week or whatever while I process it or just do something else so I don't burn mm-hmm. out on the show. Right. Uh, the problem that I have with doing this uh, more traditional television release cycle where it's uh, uh, once a week is that, uh, is that I stopped paying attention to when shows air a long mm-hmm. time ago because uh, because you know we we got um, uh, yeah. TiVo mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah. and and it changed for me, and then that moved on into streaming, and uh, and so if you do a weekly show, the the only way that I'm going to the only ways that I will stay caught up in the show is if it's so good and just draws me in that I'm just like on the edge of my seat and, and I will literally put it on my calendar so that I know what day it is. Yeah. Otherwise it's, it's, I see people posting on social media about the episode and then, 
and then I stop looking at social media, go watch the episode so I don't have spoilers, and then and then go back. Right. Um, otherwise, uh, I, I'm out of your show. I get yeah. a notification. So I, I just get a notification, oh, new episode of uh, Ted Lasso or whatever. Now, see, Apple is great yeah. with that because mm-hmm. I get the push notifications on my phone. There's a new episode of Ted Lasso. Why am I saying Lasso? There's a new episode of Ted Lasso <laughs> out. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, there are several shows <laughs> that, that I have started mm-hmm. watching that do the uh, once a week thing. And because I don't know what day they actually start and I don't care to uh, to really keep track of them that way, I'm out. I'm, I'm just out of the mm-hmm. show. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. You absolutely. forget about it. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our topics this week. And we talk, always talk about beta here at the show. And uh, But before we do that, uh, Patrice, since you are a new guest here, we uh, we always like to find out what you have as far as your Apple gear when it comes to <laughs> iOS and iPhone and all that. Uh, and um, what kind of iPhone do you have? Um, I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max. I have also, I think, okay. I think it's actually using it as my camera. I think this is a success from, from my, comp- my company phone that I literally only use as a camera for nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have an iPad <laughs> Pro. I have uh, two MacBooks, like personal and work one. HomePods, I already mentioned. Apple Watch, like I'm, I'm all Apple out. AirTags somewhere, so, uh, like everything there. And Apple TV too, right? Apple TV. Actually, I have I have two Apple TVs. I don't even own a TV, so that's that's the funny part. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I moved here. I so, moved here, and I didn't need a TV, so I didn't buy one. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. All right, but well, I still have the Apple I, TV. And I figured so. you were. All, I figured you were all in, but I, um, our, our listeners are new to hearing you in most mm-hmm. cases. So I wanted to make sure we everybody yeah. knew what made you buzz when it comes to, to Apple stuff. And like I figured, you're all in, and as I <laughs> yeah, knew that, I'm, and, uh, I'm all in. and I'm like, usually like, all like me. I have mm-hmm. I have it all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm usually all beta. Like I'm. I mean, on my work on my work machine, I I have the like the stable version running. I have Big Sur running. Right. But my work, my personal machine is like day one. I get the beta, which actually wasn't the smartest yeah. choice because it broke. Um, it broke audio hijack. Oh no! But, hmm. Yeah, well, that's where it goes. Exactly. So good, good. Glad we were able to find that out. Uh, and uh, again, uh, as I was saying, uh, beta this week. We are. We always talk about beta. What's going on in the beta world? Uh, and uh, Apple did this, did release uh, this week uh, as we record this iOS fourteen point seven and iPad OS uh, and TV OS and Watch OS. Uh, uh, beta five was released this week, and I, I'm still perplexed to why this still is continuing to be a beta when you know we've got iOS fifteen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the developers probably should be focusing on at this point, but I think uh, the biggest thing was uh, that the, the, was this beta release was to squash that bug that was causing the iPhone not to be able to connect to any Wi-Fi mm-hmm. networks, which, which was kind of was kind of <laughs> a big problem here. And then, Patrice, you, be, you being the uh, the early adopter of uh, beta, with, mm-hmm. uh, have you, do you are you running on this? Or are you running iOS 15 on all your devices? Um, as I said, other than other than my work phone, everything is in 15 beta. Like, okay, just so. We we can't actually say because I am running iOS 15 beta mm-hmm. on my my my, t- my uh, iPhone 10R that I use for a camera, um, <laughs> and I know I know Jeff you don't you don't you don't dabble in beta too much other than maybe an iPad here and there. Right? I, yeah, I have two iPads that I run beta on, and so they're both on 15 because uh, yeah. I, typically when we're in this in this transition phase, I'll have one iPad on whatever the current OS beta is and the other one Mm -hmm. on the, the upcoming uh, uh, iOS version. But I wanted to do some comparisons and, uh, and I did. And now I realize, well, now I'm kind of screwed up on keeping track of what's going on because I don't have a a current beta device anymore, but Mm -hmm. whatever it's, it's all good. Uh, yeah. But I do have a hypothesis on why we have uh, this lag with the release of iOS 14.7. Yeah, I like to hear that. <laughs> my, my hypothesis is that, um, is that Apple is having some sort of issue with um, uh, what they want to do with the, uh, the higher quality audio files, the lossless mm-hmm. audio files on HomePod. Mm-hmm. And mm. they're still hammering out exactly what that 
what that is. And once they get that figured out, then that drops into uh, into the beta, and uh, and then they push it out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's a good point because that's I mean honestly the only feature that that beta has. And um, and and Patrice, you, you said you've been running iOS fifteen mm-hmm. uh, on your, all your devices. Yeah. What's uh, really been standing out to you so far that you've been enjoying? I mean, um, there's so many features. I know we can, but we're going to wait until it gets so, released out before we really give a comprehensive view. For so many it, but I'm curious what you think uh, that, that's been really standing out to you so far. Shortcuts and things. the new photo, the shortcuts and the new focus modes because I'm using that extensively. Like across my devices, like literally for this podcast, I have a focus mode. It's called podcast. And when I trigger that, it actually turns mm-hmm. on like the lights and everything. So I have like a lot of automations that I'm using. That's, I would say, okay. one of the big standouts. Um, on the iPad, like the whole multitasking thing is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Jeff, you anything you've been standing out so far for you on the, on the iPad? Um, the Actually, the multitasking. Mm-hmm. And yep. what I'm really looking forward to trying out is universal control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which hasn't been uh, yeah. turned on just yet. Yeah, Life text is the other one so. that's big. Like, I'm, I'm using all the time. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. So, but I got all the links here in the show notes of all the things that have been released in 14.6, not 14.7, excuse me, and uh, also watch OS 7.6 and tvOS. That, uh, it's kind of nothing too terribly exciting other than squashing that bug. So, um, let's go ahead and change gears a little bit here. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, faces and complications uh, on your Apple Watch. And all of us have Apple Watches. And I, I was, uh, I've always been curious to know what what type of, of, of faces that people like to use and, and uh, uh, what, uh, what, what they actually set up when it comes to their Apple Watch. I've always been appealed to the infograph uh, uh, watch face. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the way that lays out. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple complications in place. But uh, Patrice, where, what, what, uh, what watch face do you use and what kind of complications do you like to use <laughs> on your Apple Watch? So I literally have to check because I'm, I'm really changing yeah. them. Um, infograph Me modular either. is... Like the funny thing is, I actually have two, and I set set up two faces for a reason. Like one was supposed to be my my work one, and one was to be my like private like when I'm not working one. And honestly, I only use one of them. I use the infograph, which is my like which has my like all my my uh, like activity and all of that. Um, like I have the activity, I have um, the workout complication, I have the decibel thing, like the the noise thing, and the heart rate complication so no third parties at all <laughs> like it's basically stock but i really like it okay because I'm, I'm i mean for me it's it's like i use a lot of notifications but other than that's a fitness device so yeah, yeah um do you ch- I, I don't i don't change the color like in the uh in the internals i, mm-hmm. I keep it all black with the with the dial on it uh, but the people like the you know like the white or the red and then have the little dials in there i've i've kind of just been hard to see uh, in the complications Mm -hmm. you know i've keep like uh, the phone and the messages and on mine and Mm -hmm. uh, you know but some people like others and music they might be they use or i don't use my watch too much for music too often Mm -hmm. to control um, other things but not not to listen to music yeah, yeah. So, and the battery I have on here too. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, what do you? How, how do you? Uh, what, which uh, watch face do you like? And uh, I, I am uh, clearly the uh, outlier here because I, yeah. I really tried so hard to like infograph, and I don't. Um, okay. So I use the utility watch face with hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, almost exclusively third party. Um. Um complications the the only apple complication that's that's on there is the date you know uh which is the one that's inside the the watch face ring and then i use dark sky for uh for keeping track of um uh weather and then i'm using pedometer plus to actually show my step count on the watch face because that's that's my throwback to to having a, a Fitbit. That's that step count has always mattered to me. And then, um, because we have to do with forest fires a lot and uh, and a lot of atmospheric inversions that that keep bad air trapped, 
Um, I'm using it's, I think it's, I have to hold on. I'll, I'll tell you which one. It's one of the uh, air quality <laughs> indicators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, air yeah, visual. Yeah. So, so I'm using uh, air visual as my other complication. And um, yeah, so I can just look and see the, the AQI number on my watch at a glance. Like right now, the AQI is 52. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah. And then I don't even have the numbers for time on the watch face. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, wake up. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's kind of plain, uh, mm-hmm. but I did make a second one for, uh, uh, for workouts. And the funny thing is most of the time I forget to actually go to that watch face and I made a bunch of others because I thought I, I'm really going to use all of these yeah. customized watch faces for specific activities. Yeah. And it turns out, no, I'm actually not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with shortcuts or with automations, if you can automatically switch them, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting to see mm-hmm. where that goes. Yeah, because um, oh, I have the Siri watch face and I really like it for work, but like I said, I never switched to it. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Well, it's always interesting to see what other people are doing with the faces of complications. I don't ever hear too much talk about that, so I thought it'd be a good way to find our guests and how what we do on our Apple Watches. So, uh, good good stuff here. So, um, next topic I want to talk a little bit a little brief about is the App Store. Um, a lot of a lot of people complain about the App Store, honestly, because it's it's really sometimes can be very hard to navigate and what you want to find in apps. But I think Apple's done a little better job of the way they've organized because when you first open the App Store on your iPhone, um, the first thing you see is today, and then it says what's what's going on. Of course, everybody's excited right now that Black Widow, as we record, mm-hmm. this is, uh, has been released on Disney Plus that you have to pay $30 to see if you want to watch it on Disney Plus. Wait, are you serious? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I am very yep. serious. <laughs> well, October 6th, you have to wait. Th- th- there goes my uh, plan for months, this evening. Three, yeah. The, the, if you, unless you want to put 30 bucks nope. right now, you have to wait. Nope. You have to wait. Uh-huh. So, um, so that always have a, they always have a highlight of something that's going on uh, in today, which is cool. And then the now trending uh, tends to show a lot of uh, trending apps right now. Interesting that uh, you have Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, and Tinder in my top trending apps right now, which I always find interesting. And then they they, they throw a a, um, a trending whether maybe like a sports app. Like in this case, it was ESPN. But I like the way they lay out stuff like for arcade and the game of the day, um, the app of the day. They give an app of a day, um, which is is usually pretty cool. And then they put more stories view, which kind of lays out mm-hmm. um, lays out some different stuff and uh, uh, and the basics. And I like this one. This one this week they've got uh, the video one on one shoot, edit, and share. That gives you some uh, gives you some ways of finding things. And then the search, I think, has gotten. I mean, they've improved. I think it's gotten better, uh, but uh, it, it could always have room for improvement. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Patrice? I, I, I don't know, probably this is probably the most you've you've heard anybody analyze the app store <laughs> yes. in a while. But, uh, but so, the, what, what do you find? Uh, what do you what's your dislikes and dislikes uh, of when you be able to find an app that you want? I mean, to be honest, I barely ever use it and i think that's a problem for for me specifically or like a way how i specifically use it um Mm -hmm. because i mean i'm on so many apple podcasts that i very rarely need to discover something like it's usually like jeff or you or or chuck or someone is talking about an app um the search honestly i rarely go into the app store itself and search i just use a uh, spotlight and just enter the name and it will show the, the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the like the app store page for it um yep so uh, it's it's rare that i really end up in there um and as i said i'm um i think this is has nothing like it's not it's not that the store is bad it's just it's not the way how i discovered i think for other people that are not in this area where we talk about apps all the time um, for them, yeah. I think it's good. And like the articles I've seen, like when I went in there, for whatever reason, the articles I've seen and so on, I'm like they're really, really good, like really impressive. Yeah, I, I like the articles. Yeah. I do. They they use some good detail, a specific mm-hmm. app. So, so maybe it's time to go into the app store. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, you do you do you, do you problem with the app store like I just just described, or you use kind of the same? Um, I I do a hybrid process. 
uh, all of my yeah. friends tell me about really cool apps and I go in the app store to see what's going on there too. Okay. And the, the stories thing that Apple does, uh, I, I think it's great because they're, they're doing something ab mm -hmm. about discoverability and they ha they're making it much better than it was because, well, actually that wouldn't be difficult to do because for a long time, there really was no discoverability. No. Uh, no, it was horrible. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. But mm -hmm. uh, but giving us things, you know, like the uh, the video one hundred and one, um, uh, and and there's one that's in there right now, uh, getting started with lidar, mm -hmm. and yep. th I mean that's great because if if you don't realize first that you have an iPhone or an iPad with lidar built in, well, now maybe you will. And you'll see that there are apps that you may already be using that can support LiDAR or, um, or like when I was just looking a minute ago, uh, I found that there's an app in there where you use the LiDAR in your iPhone or iPad to scan a room and it makes a 3D model of your room. Okay, yep. that's really cool. And, uh, and I probably wouldn't have found that app otherwise. Um, so I, I like what Apple is doing. There's still a lot of room for an improvement. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, uh, that I'm in a, in a circle of friends and colleagues where we are all basically a discovery network for each other. Mm -hmm. And I wish everyone had what we have. I, I'm so happy that you go into the app store so I don't have to. That's right. I, I take one for the team. You, you, you lean yeah. on us. You lean on both of us mm -hmm. to find, to find yeah. what the, the latest good apps are. So, mm -hmm. so go in the app store. Check it out. It, it, it is worth just a yep. few minutes of, of, of browsing and taking a look at that. So, um, Next topic here is uh, I really have talked about the Apple One bundles in quite a while. You really don't hear much talk about it. Mm -hmm. we, we talked about it quite a bit when it first came out. But uh, uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about how do you sign up? For them and and um, how much value do you find in the bundles? Um, first off, Patricia, are you using a bundle at all uh, with the Apple? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I'm I'm lucky that I have a US App Store account because that makes it actually ah. worth it. <laughs> because my family is still in the US, um, that makes it actually worth it. Because in other countries, the value is not there, to be honest. Um, oh, but I use oh, it. it okay. yeah, I use it a lot. I mean, I use I I love Fitness Plus. Um, I mean, Apple TV Plus. We just talked about. Uh, for sure, iCloud and so on. Like it's, it's just, it's a really good price for what Apple offers. And I mean, if you think about I it, agree. for a company that used to be really bad at, at anything service, this is pretty good. This is like really impressive, like how far Apple has gone from, from like a company that couldn't even get email, right? To, to running a really big service, like everything. Yeah, I agree. And um, I've got the uh, the Apple One bundle. I've got the uh, 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 the Premier bundle mm -hmm. that I'm paying for. So it's uh, it's the uh, you know it's got the whole the whole shebang. So thirty dollars US a month. And I figured out, you know what? This might be a better value to share this with my family. Mm -hmm. So with my wife's family, the sisters, my mother in law. And others, so now they're sharing in the wealth of my two terabytes of iCloud data, yep, which same. I'm still only using about a quarter or half of it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it's a good a good bundle. Uh, Jeff, did you find any value with the bundle, doll? I did. I I switched to the uh, the bundle deal uh, just a few days ago because I actually oh, really? I seriously thought about the whole process of when was the right time for me to switch because I knew I'd need to eventually. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we've we've had Apple TV Plus for free for so long now that uh, right. that when that was ending, that was going to trigger when's the right time for me mm -hmm. to uh, to make the switch, and so I looked at when the different uh, subscription things that I had were all going to roll over. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, so if I do it right here, I've already paid for everything and now I'm going to pay again. But if I do it right here, I'm only paying for one thing twice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And then a few days later, I had a refund from Apple for the, for the part that I had, uh, paid double for. And, and I'm like, seriously? So 
I, I put so much thought into this and all I had to do was say, oh, I'll do it now. And they were going to take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple was really good at that. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm still getting 499 credit for Apple TV uh, plus when I, because I, I jumped on the bundle right when it came out. And I think the last six months they've been giving me uh, Apple TV uh, plus credit mm-hmm. because I had the, you know, my still had my free year going. So they've been very generous with that too. See, that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so they they've been great uh, with these bundles, and I, I find it highly uh, high, highly a good value. The per per bundle, I think, is just yeah. just, just a steal. I mean, it's you're twenty five dollars a month you're saving, and you have yeah. all, all all six services and two terabytes mm-hmm. of iCloud. I in fact, I've already, I've already started. I mean, I, at first I was saying I don't think ah, I probably won't go into play Apple Car- Apple arcade games much, but I find myself going in. I found a couple. I, I enjoy Solitaire once yeah. in a while here. Mm-hmm. Found a cool, some cool new Solitaire games, and they keep adding some new stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm finding it to be a lot of good. I mean, but you have the th- you have the three plans available. You have the individual at fourteen ninety five, the family for twenty nineteen ninety five, and then the premiere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I do find I'm using News Plus more and yes. more. I, I, I was a subscriber to News Plus and. Uh, it's great to be able to access all those magazines and mm-hmm. um, Wall Street Journal and a lot of other news resources. In fact, we use them for our podcast too to get get <laughs> get, get news stories. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, if you haven't gone back out yet and, and check the, the Apple One bundle uh, bundles, I, I would. I think we all would mm-hmm. in the consensus that we would highly recommend uh, jumping on. Absolutely, it, uh, and I and did I mean, not do the 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 pre- premium bundle. I I did the mm-hmm. the basic one, the fourteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then I'm paying extra for the additional storage that uh, that storage. I need for iCloud. And Apple figured that all out for me, so I didn't have to like go in yeah. and, and undo and redo anything with the mm-hmm. extra storage I'm paying for. So I'm paying exactly what I paid before, and it adds yep. in Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, nice. You know, and nice. so I'm not paying anything extra, and I'm mm-hmm. getting more than I was getting before. Yeah, I I wouldn't awesome. I wouldn't have paid for an app for news or arcade, but now that I have it, I'm like I'm I mean mm-hmm. it just made sense to ha- like to just do Premiere because with with Fitness Plus yeah. and so on it was basically the same price and like I'm getting more for the same price so I might as well do it. But now that I have it, I'm actually using it quite a bit. So See, Apple was really smart awesome. that way. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So check it out. We, uh, and uh, in fact, uh, it's even easy just to sign up to uh, on your iPhone. All you have to do is go into the settings app, tap your name at the top, tap subscriptions, tap get Apple One Bundle, and the option will be listed there for you. Mm-hmm. You choose the bundle you want, tap subscribe, and complete the Apple Pay checkout process, and boom, you're done. So you, you don't even have to go to a website to do this. It's right on your That's iPhone. That's exactly how I did it. Here, here was my process. Yeah. I'm sitting on my couch watching some show streaming and uh and i got an omnifocus reminder that this is when i needed to do the switch over so i so i just did it on my phone while i'm sitting there watching a tv mm-hmm. show and set my phone down and that was it it, it was like a minute long process it's awesome it's awesome so go check it out go definitely check it out here so this I thought was an interesting topic to bring up here is uh, if you think about it, uh, we've we've had iPhone. I think all of us here have had iPhones probably since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the first iPhone, I but did. I've had every phone, iPhone after that. I, I I was the smart one and didn't buy the new iPhone right away and <laughs> waited until the 3G came out, uh, the, the second gen. But uh, uh, since the the first gen iPhone went went obsolete pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's been 11 years since iOS 4. Think about it. We're on iOS almost 15. Mm-hmm. iOS 4 was 11 years ago, uh, and it's hard to believe 11 years has passed since that was released. And there were some great new features that were added uh, to iOS 4 at that time was amazingly revolutionary. Um, well, they still are in use today, and we continue to use them, and we take for granted, but think about them. Think about how, how valuable they are now in our everyday use. So I have a list here of some of the, uh, some of the things uh, that, that were introduced in iOS 4, and then we're talking about 2010. Mm-hmm. So the, the, Apple, the iPhone was three years old at that time. So multitasking. You weren't able to do multitasking yeah. before iOS 4. Think about that. I couldn't even survive on an iPhone without no. multitasking. 
spell check. I remember you couldn't even copy and paste on an iPhone <laughs> before. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to to the spell check, um, having the home screen folders I, that was a game changer for me. I couldn't stand having mm-hmm. it, and, and a lot of us are are are, are kind of uh, weird with how our apps are now. Now with the app library, it makes it even nicer. <laughs> we all um, needed the home screen folder to put all the Apple yeah. apps in that we did. Yes. Yeah, because you couldn't get rid of the apps. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. I, I still have them. my folder on my last screen, and it's called mm-hmm. Repente. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I just called it crap. <laughs> yeah. Now, Game Center didn't excite me, and I still don't like to really sign into Game Center, because I don't want to be tracked to what games I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was kind of revolutionary we're still using that today mm-hmm. uh, custom wallpapers you could you, you were stuck with the, the stock warp wallpapers up it's until crazy. ios 4 <laughs> think about that mm-hmm. and now well, look what are you doing now i, I think my, my latest my latest wallpapers uh the how you guys can see on the camera the picture of my car mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah. so I, I i love the fact that you could put any any photo you want on your on your on your home screen mm-hmm. uh where you say some death yes i i realized i made this for ios 4 did it yes. really? And that's what I've oh, been using ever since uh, iOS 4. I, I change mine all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like changing it. I get bored after a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, the last one was like on a beach. I was like, yeah, I'm bored of this one. Let's change it. Oh, my car. I like looking at my, my new car. Well, hey, you know, I spent like like 10 minutes in uh, in Photoshop putting together an image that I got from NASA and uh, and uh, image I got from behind the scenes BBC Doctor Who and uh and made that so you know i'm clearly invested in that image <laughs> absolutely uh airplay think about i'm not having airplay now i could oh not my survive gosh. I, mean, I, I, I just did it yeah. i can't survive yeah. I, did, I just shared my screen onto my apple tv and my t- we're planning for a vacation mm-hmm. i want for my wife to be able to uh to uh look at the screen without me having to move my head to for her to see the screen in front of me, or, mm-hmm. yeah, how could how could I not have airplay at, at that time? Yeah. I mean, it, was that even? It was kind of just like, yeah. Was like, that even airplay video? Or was that only audio? I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was. Um, I don't remember. It was so long ago. Uh, Eleven years is a long time yeah. ago. I mean, I thought it was video. Yeah, it could be. I, I just, I mean, I remember dissecting what they did behind the scenes and being really impressed. Like I was some crazy yeah. engineering that. I mean, think about it too. I remember it drove me nuts when the when I had the, my first iPhone was the 3G, mm-hmm. and right away I wanted to be able to share my screen. Think about when Steve Jobs was on stage and had that mm-hmm. that that top secret dongle that he was plugging into yeah. the iPhone, be oh. able to show it on screen. Yeah. We had that. I was working in support, and we had that. We got that from Apple directly. Did you? Yeah, did was, you really? Yeah, wow. that was like for our presentations and so on. That was like that was a big deal. And yeah, now you just because like, I remember just airplane like yeah. <laughs> reflector mm-hmm. all kind mm-hmm. of uh, quick time yeah. so many ways yeah. of doing it now so but no airplane that that was that's still revolutionary mm-hmm. to this day the retina display that that came out you know, at, at that time so in ios 4 we're probably mm-hmm. like around the iphone i would say probably like the iphone 4 iphone i think maybe the iphone 4s, 4 iphone 5 maybe the 4s yeah that mm-hmm. was i had the 4s that was i remember that was a, little, that was a tiny little guy mm-hmm. yeah I, I yeah i remember going to the apple store to see the screen because you know, mm-hmm. I was waiting for my phone. And so they, yeah. they had the, uh, the display models out. And I remember looking at the screen and thinking, people are not going to believe this is really the screen. They, they're mm-hmm. going to think that this is a printed, like high resolution printed image that's being backlit. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it was that much better than anything we'd had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And now we just take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, now we're beyond retina. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, XDR display, mm-hmm. HDR, all liquid kinds of higher end displays. Like all of that. Li- li- liquid retina mm-hmm. and lidar. We just talked about. I mean, it's just it, it, that 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 one there just kind of started mm-hmm. the revolution to get us to where yeah. we are today. So. And then finally, FaceTime. Yes. I mean, think about it on the Mac. We always were using iChat. Remember iChat? <laughs> mm-hmm. Even uh, worse, which, by the way, was revolutionary. 
It was, it was. Yeah. And I talk about that one, mm-hmm. on one episode that, that, that I brought that up, like how, how revolutionary iChat really was mm-hmm. compared to what, what was out there during that time. Yeah. Uh, but FaceTime is the thing now, and uh, yeah. that, that started in iOS 4. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that Apple didn't do too much with it, and others basically caught up. I mean, we're using Zoom right now. We could be using FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now with the supporting of Android. Mm-hmm. Now, with the support of Android and Windows and being able to get more audiences into FaceTime, I think... 11 years later. We we got... Yeah. Took that long, finally. (laughs) So... I thought that was a fun, fun mm-hmm. way to go down a bit of memory lane here and, and talk about uh, what was uh, what was going, what was cooking. Uh, and I, I might try to do this as we, as we go along here with the mm-hmm. uh, future episodes. Talk about what was in iOS five, iOS six, and you know, all the way down. I think about it, we're at fifteen now, almost. <laughs> how many how many versions of iOS mm-hmm. was out there? So, um, so it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's cool. It's cool stuff here. So, so let's dive into a couple tips here. I had uh, this week. Um, I, I've got some links here in the show notes. Uh, always like our website OSX Daily. They always have some great tips on here and i thought this this was a this was a great tip here how to rename air tags um sometimes you might regret um what air, what you named your air tag uh in there um but they they do give instructions here on how to do it um and the way you do it is you actually just go into the find my app um and as soon as it opens you'll be able to see what enabled devices are in there um and then you uh you find any third-party accessories, including your tags, you can select them, and then you can go in and uh, uh, look to see where they are. And at the bottom of the menu, it does have, uh, if you scroll down under the lost mode, rename item. Then you can go in and rename it, cool. so which is cool. And then if you also can change the type of, de- you know, what the type of device in this, in the, in the case of, uh, in the case of Warren, it would be his dog, but um, <laughs> in, in my case, I usually have it on my keys and uh, and, and other other places. Uh, my keys, and I have one in my backpack. And uh, but uh, yeah, I thought this was a good tip to uh, to, to uh, for those who have air tags. Um, I'm going to throw out a to, to totally self serving uh, comment here. Please, um, the video I did after air tags came out, how, how how to do everything with the air tags. If you want to see like a video of how to do the rename that's part of the video that i made all right well we make sure we have that link in the show notes for you and, and uh, we'll, we'll put that in there uh so yes so check it check that out if you want to rename them you don't have to regret it later and uh this tip did you put you put this in here right uh, uh i just no i did the short oh you did, I oh, did. i'm sorry <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. So, it's your tip. So let's, let's, let's hear it. I talked about shortcuts earlier and about the automations. And this is one I discovered like a little while ago. I think the website is BBC and they talk about how to do BBC it, player. It is. But it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have to be the BBC radio stuff. It can literally be anything. Yeah. It's an automation when you have, like when you use any iOS device as your, as your alarm in the morning. You can basically when you, or, or when you set the alarm, when you, like any, any alarm really. You can set up an automation that when the alarm is turned off or turned on, that it triggers an automation and shortcut. And I set it up that in the morning, because I had, I had like a home kit, a home kit scene that's like turns on my coffee machine and turns on lights and stuff like that. But you, I always have to trigger it manually. And I set up this in my iPhone and basically in the morning when I, when I wake up and I tell, tell my home pod to shut up. It turns on the lights, it turns on the coffee machine, it starts playing uh, a podcast on all my home pods in the house, and it basically wakes me up, and I really like that. And it's, it's awesome. It's, unfortunately, you can't share those, so you, <laughs> the only thing you can do is do screenshots and basically follow them step by step. Um, that's definitely something Apple should change, but oh, there's, there's how. Check that out. Yeah, super easy, and I've, I've created so many automations you- now. I, I need to do better. Just like Jeff and I talked about the shortcuts last week, uh, I need to do better in learning and, and creating shortcuts. Yeah. They're just so powerful. They and when they, once they get on the Mac, it's just going to even yes. be more over the top mm-hmm. insane to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thank you, thank you for sharing that. That that was a, that was a great tip. A um, couple more we got here. Uh, there is uh, ways of hiding your private photos and videos on your iPhone. Hmm. You know, everybody, you want you want to hand your phone to somebody, you want them to look at photos, but there might be some photos there you may not necessarily want them to look at. So, um, what you can do is uh, uh, the default app, the Photos app actually lets you hide the photos and videos directly in the app, and you can move those photos anywhere you want. Um, 
And the way you create uh, a hidden album is you open up the Photos app, you uh, find the picture and video and you want to hide, you tap Share button and then you hide it. You confirm that's the one you want to hide, and what it does is it, it puts it into a hidden folder. And, and most people aren't going to be prowling through all your folders, but uh, but at least it gives you the option to be able to hide and put them in a hidden area um, as under other un, other other albums. Um, so um, I think that's a good way of just, you know, keeping prying eyes out when you're just doing a quick you know, handing your phone hey take a look at this and not people go like this and start looking through your photos <laughs> and uh, i don't uh i don't know if you guys have uh, if you've uh, used uh used this feature before i no. i do i do once in a while but i don't hand my phone off to people too often so I, I don't use it too often exactly i mean uh, other than my wife i don't hand my phone to anybody else so not gonna happen yeah same here do, do you use this Jeff? of course i do um, <laughs> uh, the the thing that's always seemed weird to me is that uh, it's a thing for hiding your folders, but in a folder that's clearly visibly named hidden uh, items or hidden whatever it is. <laughs> so everyone knows that you've got images or videos that you don't want people to see. And, um, um, and yet there it is. Um, Maybe the trick is to put the things that you want, like, like put, leave the things that you don't want people to see out and just put some, like, innocuous, like, stuff in there that people should should look at. Like some cat pictures or something. Some cat so pictures. people will see, oh, there's yeah. something hidden. Let's go there and ignore everything else. Yeah. yeah. And what, well, everyone's uh, uh, mind is reeling about, hmm, I wonder what kind of images Jeff doesn't want other people seeing. Um <laughs> I, I'm really sorry. It's not nearly as as exciting as you were thinking. Um, it's like, okay, I need. Uh, I'm doing something where where I'm like, uh, I, I need to keep track of, say, my uh, uh, just something short term that other people shouldn't see. Like, I've got uh, a credit card number that mm. I just need to hold yeah. on for right now, or uh, a driver's license. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had a photo of my driver's license in there for a little while, and uh, you know, it's stuff that that uh, other people just don't need to see. So why why have it there where they can see it? And uh, I don't even know if I have anything in my hidden folder right now. We're about to look. I didn't. If if I start blushing, I, I, I my look start blushing. Something. Then uh, oh, then it's then that. it's more than just my driver's license. Uh, sorry, there's nothing exciting in there right now. Sorry, too bad. That's okay. All right, so let's. Uh, one last thing we want to talk about here is I have one app I wanted to bring up this week. Um, this is an app called Transloader. I just discovered this actually today. I, I, this was my cool thing on the Mac show. I thought this would be a great tip, uh, a great app on here as well. What you can do with this app is you initiate downloads on your Macs uh, remotely from your iPhone, iPad, and other Macs. Um, so whether you're on a Mac, an iPhone, an iPad, there's, there's time that you might want to download something on a Mac that's currently not in, you're not in reach of uh, specifically like would be zip files maybe even pdfs you can you can actually go through and, and download them uh and you, you're 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 actually going to be able to also initiate these downloads right from your iphone and if, as long as your mac's on your network you can send that send that over to, to your mac and when you get home you'll be able to see oh this is the file i've been looking to download so uh, i thought this was a really cool app um the uh the iphone app is free but you're going to need to pay for the uh the mac app and the cool thing is uh Either you can pay $9.99, and uh, uh, that's in the Mac App Store, or if you're a SetApp subscriber, which all of us are here, uh, you get that included in your subscription with SetApp. So uh, check it out. I think it was a cool app. Um, and I, and I think neither of you uh, knew about this until we talked about it earlier. No. I, I was excited to learn about this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at least it'll be free for us because we have SetApp. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and with that, that brings us to a close this week. This uh, show that we had just had a blast here, and the time has just flown by. So uh, we yeah. appreciate you being here. And uh, let me go ahead and wrap things up here for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are 
are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Patrice, thank you so much. I'm so glad you came onto the show. And uh, where can people find you? Well, um, they can find me all over the internet. Um, I'm usually on the British Tech Network on the big show and the Mac show with Jeff. Uh, and then I just show up random places. I also have a, uh, we talked about it at the beginning, I have a really yeah. cool podcast called Foodie Flashback where I talk to really interesting people about food and whatever comes with that, like memories and, and favorite places and whatever. And I did, like, the, the current episode is actually with David where we talk about, like, all the good food yep. in Chicago. Not even all of that. I'm pretty sure there's even more. No, uh, like some of small. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it has been a while that since we recorded that one, I'm still hungry. Like, it's, it's just, it okay. just sounded also good. I'm waiting for you to come out. We're going to yes, have some food. <laughs> I will do that. So, uh, foodieflashback.com is where you can find that. And everything I do, you can find Great. at thepatrice.com. Great. Thanks for being here. We'll have you back again. I really appreciate it. And uh, Jeff, as always, thanks for being here. We always love having you on the show as well. Uh, tell us everybody your Twitter where you can find you. Well, thanks for having me back on. It Seriously, it's always just loads of fun. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am jgam at both places and on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash jgamut. And uh, the big show on Thursdays, the Mac show on Fridays, many Tuesdays on uh, on Mac Voices Live. Um, and this week, uh, I'm also on Apple Context Machine. And uh, Again, good. Yeah. Um, it turns out Brian had more that he that he wanted to talk about with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. I uh, appreciate you both being here. I appreciate everybody listening. A programming note, uh, I am going to be off next week taking vacation, so I do take a little bit of a break, and so you'll, you won't have an episode next week, but uh, we'll, we'll be back uh, the following week with some uh, more antics and fun with this show, and I uh, we'll really appreciate you listening. And with that, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>